Wardcast episode 212. I'm Delalvento, and we're in a world where Area 51 has successfully been raided. By by the Naruto runners, by the anime boys. Two million answered the call. One hundred fifty showed up. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. That's the voice of Joe Wetmore. Oh yeah, say hey, what's up, guys. I'm the internet, Joe Wetmore. He's the internet, and Nelson Johnson. Clap alien cheeks. Clap alien cheeks. Clap alien cheeks. No, no. This is. I'm interested. Oh, is that, you wanted was me that to what they chanted? That's yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. While they Area marched one was the... rated to clap alien cheeks and to oh, I forgot what the other quote was. Now, Basically, w- have sex when with they aliens. say clap alien cheeks, I'm really curious, Nelson Johnson. Mm, yes, please. Um, yes, I'm curious. Were they suggesting that they clap the cheeks with their own hands, or oh, that no. the alien cheeks be clapped by smashing the alien cheeks together? Uh, you know, little column A, little column B. Oh man, mm, a little mm. double clap action. Oh, you know it. Area Fifty One thunderclap. Did anything actually happen? No. Did anyone? Yeah, aliens are real. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> and those thick hundred as hell. <laughs> <laughs> they got that ass though. I I heard nothing about. I saw the the clip of the kid running behind the newscaster. That was fun. That was, fun. That, was that was that was all I it. heard. That was yeah. all I heard from Alien Stock, oh, 2019. Boy. Yeah. The weird. Hey, hey, think about this. I want you to think about this. Um, mm-hmm. An event called Alien Stock I'm on board. successfully happened this year, yet the 50th anniversary of Woodstock failed to materialize due to unforeseen business complications. Oh, the internet's wild. Was Alien Stock tied to this area? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like yeah. the meetup. You know, it was like the Coachella of yeah. the Area 51 raid. Somebody yeah. missed the opportunity to be guaranteed elected the next president. Any of the candidates, if they showed up and endorsed slash rallied the Area 51 raid, that right there, that's you're you're a, you're a meme, you're a legend. Everyone wants to vote for you because yeah, you've, where you've was Andrew Yang? Been real silly, <laughs> yeah, Andrew Yang, get in there, show up, <laughs> just show up, just show up. They're gonna show up at Area 51, but I expect you to show up. And represent me right, as right. the president? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have mm-hmm. universal income, we need to make sure that aliens are getting universal income, too. Yes. They need to be represented by our government. Well, are they? We need to make sure those cheeks are getting universally clapped. Well. Universal clap care. <laughs> Should I go? Should I just... I'm just going to head out now. I don't think it can get any better or worse than that. Dylan is reclining in his seat. Uh, <laughs> he is thinking about all of the mistakes he's made that led us here, and uh, the biggest one being inviting me to the show. So I've been playing Control. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen it. I, I saw I saw a boss that was flying in the air while you were flying in the air. Well, not you, but the character you play, and they were doing some shoots. Some shoots. some monsters came out, and I was like, oh, cool. Looks cool, anyways. Like I, I don't. It's know a cool looking game. Yeah, it looks, it's a really looks cool, cool looking game. Um, man, I've <laughs> I've been real up and down on that game. Huh? Let me tell you, because uh, you can fly, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, I get off. I haven't gotten that ability yet, so well, I don't, I don't really? know when that happens. Um, and I'm about to meet Dylan. Now I understand why Alex was talking about a character named Dylan. Okay, because there's a guy named Dylan, and he's bald. 
That's oh. what you call in story terms foreshadowing. <gasps> so control. What's control about? I mean, we kind of talked about it. It's a clandestine Chibular. government agency. They collect uh, anomalous mm-hmm. objects. Well, mm-hmm. Maybe we can go a step deeper though, because it's inspired from a thing that exists on the internet. Thing, but we did also talk about that. A thing I should say, yes, we talked about SCP when we last talked about control. A thing that I would say is done way better than how it's done in control. Oh, fair. The wiki. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nelson, you spent some time on I that. Spent wiki. a little bit of time. What do you think? Fucked up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's some that are fucked up. There's some uh, that are pretty and then good. There are some that are just like, oh, that's interesting. I think there's like a bowl that like if you fill it up a certain amount with whatever thing, mm-hmm. like if you fill it up with water, it's gonna only a certain amount. It'll rain maybe like. Oh, that yeah. bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like an earthenware maybe, thing. Exactly, yes. exactly. But if you fill it up all the way with water, then it's going to like be a torrential downpour for 40 right. days. Right, yes. It's the bowl that like then creates you fill like... fill with milk. And yes. then it rains, it rains milk. milk. Yeah. Uh, and then it affects all the flora. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the House of Pipes is fucked up. The House is... Pi- Did you read the short story that was... No. You should read that. Are you, you talking about the one that's like from the perspective yeah. of like... Two- yeah. I, I read a little bit of it. Yeah. It's messed up. You I should read like the rest it. of it. I will. It's bad. Okay. It's well, bad. I thought you were talking about the... Uh, there's one SCP where uh, it's a, a cup. And mm. then when you uh, touch the cup, it becomes permanently grafted Ew. onto your body. Ew. Um, Can you cut it off? Oh, I don't... They might have tested that. I don't remember. But then the the cup then fills up with a random bodily fluid. Ew. That you then have to consume because the object causes you to start dying from thirst rapidly. Mm. And so you have to consume whatever's in, whatever's in it to maintain like your hydration. That just seems wrong. And so they are like testing it. So like also Talk about thirsty. Am I right? <laughs> but also SCP is like uh, they 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 have all those different types of I'm going to talk about SCP right now. I'm going to say control because the control anomalous objects are not as interesting. Okay. Um, the in in scp they also have like different types of like designations we talked about like containment designations but they also have like uh classifications for personnel so there are d-class personnel that they get from all the world governments and they are imprisoned like criminals that are convicted and are being put on death row yeah and that is basically the red shirts of yeah scp this is these are the folks they use in all their experimentation because to the outside world they are legally dead and they also have like a two-week cycle for all d-class personnel that they mm-hmm. just i believe execute the rest of them this is moral yeah well <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do to keep the world safe from, oh, from i see all right, been playing a lot of control it sounds like mm-hmm. sounds like he's a good employee one of my favorite uh, SCPs though is uh, one called A Hero Is Born, and the and they all have like really weird yeah. naming, naming uh, conventions. Like it's like SCP and then the designation number, and then there's like a you know regular just name for it. Mm-hmm. Um, a Hero Is Born is this anomalous book that when you read, uh, it's completely blank except it uh, shows the words A Hero Is Born, and then the next time you go to sleep you experience a very vivid dream you're basically your 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 astral projection is projected to another world where you are the hero of your own story hmm. 
and the book basically has a um uh, a, a sapient like psychic presence in it mm-hmm. that appears as a wizened old wizard oh, in, interesting. in the dream yeah and the journey can span anywhere from like a day to like weeks uh-huh. and the person goes through the journey and at the end they become successful so basically like this book is like a dm for your own custom campaign that's pretty cool um and so it's all these different people that they uh they go through and they experience it and then i believe as they experience it it gets recorded on the physical book Uh and people Uh can read it that might not be true or they might just like retell the story after they come back so they all wake up they always wake up like the next day yeah and then they tell someone another researcher and they record what happened except for one guy who's the last person that they study he's one of the researchers and he's very excited to try this book out mm-hmm. and so he reads the book and he goes to sleep and he doesn't wake up hmm. and everyone gets terrified of something something happened to him so they like put him into the medical ward and they're like keeping an eye on him and i think like a couple days later he comes to mm-hmm. and he's very confused he's like where am i mm-hmm. and they tell him it's like oh you like you're you're out you're out for a long time he's like oh okay and then he gets the weariness out of him because he's been like bed prone for so long and then he goes into a bathroom and kills himself because basically he was in the dream for years yeah from his perspective and he was in there for so long and just wanted to live in that world that the real world was was meaningless to him um and then the book refuses to do any more adventures for anyone for oh, God. and then the next person reads it and then goes to the dream but the dream is nothing but the wizened old wizard just like on a park bench like crying oh. like he's like i'm sorry that happened oh god and basically like they don't uh they, they have a conversation and then the guy wakes up and then the next person goes up to the book and it says a hero is born. Would you, are you ready to start uh-huh. the next adventure? And everyone like goes up to the researcher that went in to talk to him. He's like, what'd you say? He's like, he just needed reassurance. Oh, he, he just needed like someone to talk to, which is, it, that's it, really it's interesting. Very different than what most SCPs are. Most yeah. SCPs are very, um, uh, sad, downtrodden, scary, like, mm-hmm. you know, make you question your, your, your mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's my favorite just cause it has such a different, yeah perspective on things that's really interesting but so control (laughs) um so control is a very fun game to play um it's very interesting being in that space in the oldest house and all this different stuff um dr darling who is like who is one of the fmv characters and he's played by the voice actor of alan wake Mm -hmm. is uh an interesting charming guy and and you learn more about the world but also that alliteration yes and uh so they, they kind of build up this idea of like what these objects are and how anomalous they are and all these things that happen out in the world. But the actual like environments that you're in feel so sterile sometimes. Mm. Like you'll walk through these like research like rooms where they'll have like an anomalous object up on a pedestal, but you know nothing about them. They don't tell you anything about them. So you have this huge disconnect of like, it's like, oh, here's one with a rubber duck. It's like, oh, that's cool. What does the rubber duck do? Yeah. Well, you find stories about those things. Sometimes, play, right? Not all the time. Yeah. I mean, for the first object, for the rubber duck specifically, there is a audio recording of a researcher like testing stuff on it, but nothing happens. So she's just like introducing an electric current to the anomalous object. Okay. 
nothing happened. Introducing uh, introducing uh, solutions to the anomalous object of increasing pH value. And then you hear like a bunch of like pouring and splashing noises. And she's like, all right, test 36A done. Awaiting more tests. Yeah. So you learn, so you're just like, oh, there there could be something there. There could be like a lore Bible somewhere in like the remedy offices where they mm-hmm. built all this stuff about these anomalous objects but you get like only the anomalous objects that you have missions tied around of which so far there are like three or four the rest of them are just whatever nothing they do yeah. they don't they don't do anything with and it's frustrating but like i enjoy walking through that environment um i am still waiting on like a big thing to happen yeah i'm still waiting on the story to like really pull me in sure the sure. main character monologues so much so much so much more than like an alan wake I heard um, that there's like a moment where the main character is monologuing over dialogue. Yeah, because like because whenever you're in an interaction with another character, they'll do they'll have the shot on the on the other character you're speaking to, and they'll say something, mm-hmm. and then they'll put they'll move the shot so um, Jesse, who's the main character, her entire face is like encompassing the entire screen. I'm on board. And it's her just like thinking internally, mm-hmm. but it's always such. It's it it just breaks up the pace of all the the conversations. I can like, see that. So what yeah. do you think? You know, Jesse is like she's asking me, "What do I think? What am I supposed to tell her?" Something, something, something. And the, I don't know if you want me to. Just, no. Just, okay. Yeah, I no really spoilers. don't. There is some justification for why she does that. Okay. She's, but I feel like it's flimsy. I, I will say this: I've seen her face, and I she really really like they've chosen it i know it's based on a real person but they've chosen someone who looks so interesting as a, as a female main character she has a very distinctive look about her yeah as, as a human being mm-hmm. uh and uh i, I guess i what I, I guess all i'm really trying to say is they've done a good job at recreating that face yeah uh and the, the person i know who has played this uh who is a woman was just like as a woman playing a game with a woman main character, it's interesting that they've chosen to, you know, they, they've, they've put some imperfections in her face that the actress not actually has. And oftentimes those get kind of healed over in games. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so she was just appreciative of the fact that that happened. But I asked her, cause I have not played this game for a review of it. And she said, control is great. I finished it. The end. <laughs> um, but she's shopping right now, so she can give me more more things to say. Uh, yeah. Just one really quick thing about like the imperfections and characters. Um, I think that is a that is something that I think we're going to need to see more of from games that are like as high fidelity as this. Yeah. Um, I think every every character except for one in Devil May Cry or maybe two in Devil May Cry Five like has some kind of imperfections. Um, and I've only ever seen I've only seen it in a few other things. Where it's like not just a scar, because um, I think that's like the go-to. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, we'll just put a giant scar on. But the it'll face. be badass. So, oh, it's fucking rad. It's fucking, we'll put an X scar over their over their eyes. It's gonna look legit. Um, but I, I do look forward to like there being more. We are going to get this as close to like, oh yeah, this person is identifiable mm-hmm. as as possible. Yep. So that's cool. Yep, yep, yep. I think there's an interesting period though, where like when you do blow up someone's face on screen, and it's like really impressive mm-hmm. you can also sometimes get distracted by the technology almost oh, yeah. where it's like look at these that look at they're, these they're, look at these scars but they're like not like big scars are like you always notice but like mm-hmm. just a little tiny dimple or something or mm-hmm. you know little freckles that are just like almost subdermal you know yeah like, the RE7 are like, wow. engine, yeah the re7 engine is fucking great at that pretty neato yeah pretty dang neato pretty, pretty cool. but yeah i've been i've been playing control 
Um, Would you say you're in control? No, because the boss fights are very uh, unbalanced. They seem difficult. They, I, what I, I watched was essentially a boss fight. I so. had a boss fight that this guy was just like, he had this whirlwind of like metal plates and, and broken like marble and stuff from like the floor and, and, and furniture and stuff. And it was just this whirlwind around him and then he would like stop and throw it at me and there was like maybe like a 10 second window to like pick something up and throw it at him or mm-hmm. shoot. And the guns feel super underpowered against a lot of enemies. Um, Gotta work that skill tree. There are, there are really good... There, there are some really good like moments where I feel like I'm juggling all of the abilities together. Mm-hmm. It's like you you get like a a dash like a blink that like oh, yeah. projects you forward. That's cool. Um, and when you combine that with like the telekinesis of like picking up chunks of the floor and throwing at someone and shooting them with a gun, mm-hmm. and depending on what like versions of the gun you have, what's confusing is that you unlock you unlock versions of the gun. So there's like a pistol configuration, a shotgun configuration, like kind of a like charge up sniper configuration okay. and then like a um, auto pistol configuration but you unlock those separate from unlocking secondary weapon slots so by w- what i mean is even if you have multiple versions of the gun gun variants unlocked you can only use one at a time even though there's a oh. there's a gun switching ability mm-hmm. but you have to wait to unlock that later on in the skill tree and then you can swap between two different that seems a little what, weird. Otherwise, how do you swap between them? Like in a you menu? just go into the inventory and yeah, and you click on it, and then you unequipped one, and you equipped a different one, hmm. um, which isn't a huge deal. And all of the UI and stuff looks great. Um, they do like the thing, like whenever you enter a new area with a new mission, it giant, sexy sans serif block text yeah. encompasses the entire yeah. screen, like in like, and they did like the dates and places in Civil War. It's like mm-hmm. that just. So fucking good. There's a good like bong. It's like Civil War technique, like mm-hmm. like, like with the with like Berlin. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It does. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah, love it. <laughs> it's such a weird. I, it's such. It's 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 weird to me because I I can't figure out if there's like a good artistic reason to do it. I'm not saying that it's not an interesting like stylistic choice, but like I'm trying to figure out like. What are you trying to say with this? <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you trying? What are you trying to? You just you just really want people to know that they're in this location. You do not want them to miss yep. that they are in staff room B. Oh hell yeah, staff room B. But it's normally the names of like. Uh, Is it the anomalous objects? No, 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 it's the names of whatever your mission you're on. I believe. Oh okay. So cool. like when you first, so there's like different wings and floors of the building, and the, and one of the like main hall areas that. It's part of like the executive wing, which is like the first floor is called mm-hmm. like central intelligence. So when you and I think the mission's also called central intelligence. So you can just central intelligence. Hot. Um, Love it. I'm gonna keep playing it. I just there's a lot I dislike about it. One one question about that text treatment is it here's a bunch of here's text during a cutscene. No, you're walking. So are you walking and then the text is behind Jesse or is it in front of Jesse? It's over everything. It's not like okay. the Sam Fisher, you know, Well, that would have been really dope, but it also would have been really cool if you are walking and the text is in is overlaid over everything except for Jesse. Sure. That yeah. No, it's it's just like over the entire screen. And it Very looks good. Cool. And you're always in a safe environment when it triggers because okay, it's just yeah. like so oh, you, you know, just like okay. You just entered a giant room, yeah. like a new area to explore. Gotcha. And then it does gotcha. the thing. Um like there's like basically a, a post office in in the 
That makes sense. In the oldest house. Mm-hmm. And this is where they like intercept like letters that might be talking about anomalous objects. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I have this weird thing going on. Um, but again, like doesn't really lead to much. Like there so there's a side mission um where you feed so there's like a janitor plays uh kind of a big role as mm-hmm. a character in the game and he tasks you to like throw away a bunch of like industrial waste into this giant blast furnace they have yeah uh in the facility and you go into this room where the giant blast furnace is and you're telekinetically throwing stuff into it um and that's the mission but there's a there is a real to real recording in there so all the so there's this really good piece of world building where the game takes place in modern day, mm-hmm. but all of the technology has to be older than that mm-hmm. because the oldest house basically like imbues things with anomalous properties, but only from it's it's basically the the house has some sort of like sapience or like mm-hmm. awareness. Yeah. So it can only it it has a slower curve of understanding the world as it modernizes. And so the world is modernizing too quickly. too quickly for the oldest yeah house. so like when people bring in their cell phones the cell phones like explode and do stuff because like and it when they like come in contact with like the anomalous abilities of the house it, it the house doesn't know what to do with it that's so cool. everything they use are like late 70s era like personal computers like yeah. ibm like green phosphorescent screens and like reel-to-reel tape recorders and stuff which is pretty cool it's a cool way to like have your cake and eat it too because mm-hmm. like there are there are like correspondence notes where they talk about climate change it's like climate change actually makes our job easier because we can blame like anomalous stuff that happens in the world on climate change but like (laughs) they can also have like their very like classic cold war-esque you know aesthetic aesthetic yeah um we go into this blast furnace and there's a recording there and it's just one of the researchers talking about how the furnace is speaking to her and is asking for like human sacrifices oh wow does not play a part at all in anything you do. You do not hear like yeah. a evil presence of a of the furnace. It doesn't speak to you. You don't hear a voice. Just, nothing. Just it's just setting, flavor. Yeah, flavor. And, and it's frustrating because it's like, mm. well, I, it I just seems, no, I can understand that being like, the, like if you're gonna build this world where all this weird shit happens, but you show me the but, weird shit. Yeah, and you but you just run through and you're just gunning down like one type of enemy. It, yeah, it's, it's like okay. Yeah, it it seems that. weird. Um, it's a betrayal of Chekhov's gun. Yes, exactly. The gun never went off. I I get it, but also like I I am not opposed to games that that just broaden things. Like like I think of the first Fable, uh, which talked a lot about lands outside of Albion, like mm-hmm. just other places that characters had come from and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it did, we didn't need to go there for them to be an interesting part of the world. That's a little different. Like that's like. That's like the J.R.R. Tolkien thing of like, I'm going to describe the mountain range in the distance, but we won't go there because if we go there, then they'll expect to go to the, the, I'll have to describe a new mountain range and then go to that one. Like this is like, we're in a facility that specializes in containing like weird anomalous You are playing shit. a game about weird shit happening and yeah. when weird shit doesn't happen, right. I can understand it, how it that's feels like very, the like, environment oh, feels weird. very sterile compared to like the world that they're building with all their files and recordings. Mm. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you when I play it myself. Yeah, I would like people to play it because I'm I'm curious what they think. It's like one of those games where it's like, oh, there's there's good stuff here, but there's like really frustrating stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm playing yeah. that. Nelson, cool. we've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Divinity Original Sin too. <gasps> cool, Joe. What have you been playing? Let's ignore <laughs> Nelson. Just ignore that ever happened. I got my source collar off. 
Just Ooh. mine. I don't know what that means. But you will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a threat. I'm you curious. Will. Gosh, I did, was it the dwarf lady that helped you, or um, was it? Was it, it the was. Tournament? It was the tournament. Okay. I see. So here's the thing. Um, I went to one of my. Uh, this is just divinity two talk, you guys. Yeah, you, could, yeah. you guys could tune out now. <laughs> All right, Nelson. Um, I Turn off the looked at the. <laughs> I looked at the game. I was like, oh yeah, I'll know where to go and do stuff. And I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um. So eventually, I just looked it up. And is and it was like oh you have to win the tournament, yeah. But that's the thing is like I I'm finding out more and more. It's like oh no wait, you don't have to. You don't have to. And it and it wasn't really that apparent that you form your own journey until right after, um, right after that whole scenario because yeah. it's like okay you can get out of Fort Joy this way. Right, there's a bajillion ways. Or you can go this way. Yeah. And I, because I'm one of those guys that like no I just I want to know everything now. Yeah. Um. I went all the way in one direction. Yeah. And now I will probably go back around yeah, because yeah, the yeah. other thing to me is way more interesting. It's tough because the the the, the only like problem I like I have with um with that game in mm-hmm. terms of the, his approach is you can do a ton of different things to escape yeah. that I that, that like that that prison colony that you start off in. Mm-hmm. I felt compelled to go back through and yeah. even just find the fights that I would have done if I had escaped differently. So I ended up just like basically going through every escape route yeah because even though it didn't make sense for my characters to do so from from a from a play gameplay perspective i was just like but i want to know what's yeah. in that dungeon that, that goes underneath this city what's in that you know and so that that's, secret passage what's yeah it's it, and it's interesting um because that i think that's what i secretly wanted from this is just like oh i there's too there's too many things and i'm going to just pick one and commit to it that's cool yeah the it, the, the first uh, <laughs> the crazy thing is, is as many things as you can do right now, mm-hmm. like, and you can just pick a direction and go in it. The second, like, main area of the game is that times one hundred, where I you'll bet. be like, yeah. you have to, you literally just have to choose a direction and go in it, and then you'll be there for a long time. In that direction, then you hit a wall, and you'll be like, oh, I have to go back, and then you'll realize, oh my gosh, there's like ten other directions for me to go mm-hmm. from that starting area. Yeah, there's so much to do here, and yeah. it's not ever exhausting to me, at least, but not yet, anyways. But I've also been playing with a group, which helps maybe keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but wowie, that's a big game with a lot yeah. of a lot of. The, the, what do you think about the combat? So I don't love. Well, let me back up. I started playing on classic mode. Mm. Had to turn it down to adventure mode. Okay. Oh, is that yeah. the difficulty levels? Yeah. So it so it's story, adventure, classic, and then extreme or hardcore or something like that. Tactical. Yeah. Tactical. Yeah. Um, tactical. 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 Um, <laughs> tentacruel. Uh, Charmeleon. War turtle. <laughs> Mewtwo, Tentacruel, Can you Aerodactyl. Do no, I just, I owned one of the, I owned the Mount Moon episode. Oh, on VHS. I, yeah, I watched that so many times. I know that, like, string of verse. Yeah. Um, no, I'm on board. Yeah. Charmeleon, like War Turtle, Mewtwo, Tentacruel, Aerodactyl, Armanite, Slowpoke. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Huh. I am in Gotta my car catch and I'm driving all, away. Pokemon. So, <laughs> have you started to figure out how the, how the combat flows, though? Like, yeah. There's tricks to it. Like, I feel like, if you stick with classic mode, you will eventually get good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I okay, really want to. yeah, sure. If you, yeah. I mean, if you just want to see as much of the game as you can, uh, but but like they, it, it just kind of lets you like discover over time that magic armor and mm-hmm. armor is essential, and the way you kind of like 100%. stack yeah. up your characters against different threats, and the way you use like 
like determining, okay, I'm going to put my magic fighters on this guy and my physical yeah, fighters on this guy. Like, exactly. There's a it, lot of interesting choices to make in combat. Yeah, and, and it's pretty cool because every character that, at least the characters I'm playing with, so I'm playing as um, the woman who has something in her head. Los, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing as Los. I have Sebel in my party who's who is an elf, uh, an elf rogue. I have the Red Prince who is a lizard warrior. And then I have Fane, who is an undead wizard. Um, and the fact that everybody has both magic attacks and physical attacks is tremendously helpful mm. because it really is like, oh, I can look at this this enemy and they only have uh, physical armor. So I'm just going to give them magic attacks. Yeah. Or I'm going to hit them with magic attacks. And then over here, they have both, but one of them is a little bit lower than the other one. So let me change how i fight for each character yeah um or for each enemy and and there's really interesting things of like uh sebel has a backstab ability where she can like teleport behind somebody right which ignores elevation and it's great so like somebody will be above me it ignores elevation and gates so somebody was above me behind a gate that every other character had to get up and walk onto that ridge Yeah. yeah And so it's just like, oh well, That's I'll funny. just backstab this one character I and then keep, keep attacking glitch. them. I don't think it. I don't think it is because it's it's straight up like teleports you behind character, and I was like, great. Well, yeah, that perfect. that much is definitely. I, I'm curious on adventure mode when you like say you want to use a, like a freezing attack or like an mm-hmm. attack that applies a, stat, a status effect. Mm-hmm. Does it still require you to have broken through their magic armor or their physical armor? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know, before you can, I, Dylan, I don't know if you know this. You'll play it eventually. Don't worry about it. I touched it. I started it. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. I will it play was, it with you if you need some help to get through well, that. Well, it was just because I was playing on my laptop. Yeah. yeah. And, That's rough. Uh, get it I, on the I, Switch. We should all get it on Switch. Oh, I don't want to Are you playing on Switch? It. No, I'm playing on PS2. Before. <laughs> No. Guys, I'm no. playing on PlayStation 2. It is set on fire. <laughs> um, so you're playing with controller. Yeah. Does it work well with controllers? It's fine. Okay. It's fine. I think if I, I could... I want to play it with controller because I don't have a desk right now. So playing it mouse and keyboard... It is... There is nothing bad about playing it with controller. Is it like... I don't know. Is it as good as like XCOM on controller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great. It might be a little bit clunkier than XCOM, but XCOM is like very polished yeah um this is just polished in a different way okay what don't you like about it um i really really hate the camera i fucking hate the camera can you rotate it i wonder if you rotate it but it's so far out and then when you get too close it feels like shit no it's just it feels like you can't see what's around you enough to to really navigate the world all that makes sense and then there's is it like a, a fixed angle. Can you not adjust yeah, it's the a fixed angle? angle? Well, there okay. is there's a uh, tactical camera like a mode where you, okay, can, go, you like, can go straight, straight above, above or yeah. you can go. And that's actually not bad. Have you I kind of like tactical camera. Have you guys seen that um that uh, picture of uh, all the terminology for the different ways a camera moves? And no. Oh, okay, so it's like so panning is specifically when a camera moves uh, vertically. Oh, I believe. What and is left and right? I forget. There's like one that's called truck, and there's one called like zoom. Huh. Um, I know what a zoom is. Well, there's the, like yeah, because like there's there's a difference between like a camera being stationary and rotating on its on its on its on its yeah, it's stand, all about the different axes. Or if it's on like a cart uh, moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it, it creates different effects. Yeah, in, in, in the way the energy of the scene plays out, which is I've definitely seen videos about it. I don't remember right. the terms because well, I'm not a camera boy. So basically, the the image is 
the first half is all of those different types of motion mm-hmm. and the proper terminology that like cinema people know. Uh-huh. And then the second one is all those same images, but instead it just all says pan, 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 pan. <laughs> okay. like what all right. non-cinema just, people say. Yeah. Just to just to clarify, the basic camera movements are locked down where it's not moving. It's just a... Wait, let me see. Let me see if this is the same image that I've been seeing. Oh. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But, well, I mean, but it still covers, I think, everything you're, you're saying. Pan... Uh, tilt, zoom, dolly, trucking, and I don't know what pedestal is, but that's something too. Yeah, the the one I saw specifically for movement. Sorry, I was just oh no, that's no, fine. I was just thinking about it because like I feel like that would be important to know if you're like talking about cutscenes and stuff. If like you're like an art director or mm-hmm. like anything, and oh. you're just saying pan for everything. I I don't know. It yeah, made, it made me very self conscious of the fact that I did not know that terminology. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, there's very. The only two things you can do camera-wise are you can rotate around... Well, three. You can rotate around your character. You can zoom in and out. And then you can do tactical view. Which you can't is unlock from your character? No. Well, uh, the only way you can really unlock from your character is if you are doing that thing of, I want to go there. And then you move a cursor over okay and i guess the cursor would be less less side uh, controller pan, 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 i i pan. use mouse on keyboard and i feel like i have a lot of control over because i can and either, i'm sure you i can yeah. wasd or I can i'm sure you do i'm sure i'm i'm just sure. saying i'm playing superior way and i just uh, you know invite you to join me one thing that's really cool elves eat people eat people what so elves have this a weird weird fucking ability where if you eat a body part and you can get a body part like everywhere yeah corpses and stuff general store yeah so it'll be like oh this is an eyeball or oh this is a severed head or whatever or just a bunch of limbs um you can give it to your elf character honestly yeah you can give it to your elf character and then they can eat that item and they then like it gives, physically eat, not like that's not like a metaphor for no, like no, 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 yeah, physically like, eating, okay. consuming that Chewing, item, masticating, and, yeah. swallowing. And I think there's a stat, like there's, I think it gives you health only for elves. But why? You know what else it does, right? But yeah, but the interesting thing is it gives you insight on that person. Yeah. So like you'll get their memories. So you'll eat and uh, you'll eat like a severed head, and it's like you're filled with joy. You had the best time of your life, and then it ended. Or like you'll you'll eat like a limb and then you'll just be like super dip and they'll give you like and the narrator reads everything out if it's if it's um not a character line so it'll every single body part that you can consume has a story behind it weird there's one that i heard about on waypoint where it's like this (laughs) this guy got eaten by a shark a woman was looking for her husband her husband had been eaten by a shark. You kill the shark and you get the <laughs> you get the body part from the shark's stomach and you eat it and then you find out that the husband was cheating on the wife. Huh. And it's just like weird shit like that. Weird. And it's just like oh it's a weird small thing that's just like hey you just want to do some weird stuff cool that's like yeah. in, um, it does like there's there's definitely times where it can help you solve a puzzle I or bet. it can yeah. add add lore to the main plot you know because mm-hmm. this is a, definitely a game where if you do play it straight and just kind of rush through the main quest you may not have all the information to ask different questions to NPCs yeah. and in dialogue scenarios things like that but yeah is there mind reading in this game um uh, so the way dialogue yet. works um is that you you every character 
you can either build like a very custom character or a, a, one of the characters that have like specific mm-hmm. backstories, but you have dialogue tags. So like a character might be a scholar, might be a mystic, and sometimes they'll get dialogue that's like you feel what this guy is like, yeah. you know, saying. Or you might you can sometimes you can unlock dialogue tags, and I've only done one so far, but. There's a, there's a side quest early on where if you do the side quest, you get the hero tag, and then you have the opportunity mm. to say more heroic things in dialogue. And it'll tell you in dialogue, if this character has a dialogue option, it says, it'll show you in, in brackets, like this is because whatever. you have this this dialogue tag, you can say this. Yeah. Um, which is a really interesting way of like, it, it makes you wonder, if I was playing this with a different character with a different tag, what would I be able to say differently? Yeah. A hundred percent. Because like Los Los is a is a jester or bard, whatever. She yeah, so she has she has the a jester tag. Right. <laughs> she has the jest the jester tag, the Los tag, and the mystic, mystic tag. Yeah. And each one is com- is completely different. And they don't do the like they do Dragon Age Origin style where we are going to write out the entire response so that you know what you are about to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like... Or like Fallout 3. Yeah, it, exactly. So it's like Mystic, I feel the winds of death on upon us. Uh, uh, Los, like, well, or if it's Jester, it's like, oh yeah, that smell's coming from you. Or Sometimes it's something Los like will that. be like, I'm going to eat you alive and yeah. put you into my soul because she's got a, a very angry thing inside of her, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is her mm-hmm. part, kind of her personal story. So yeah. occasionally you will get dialogue options that are like, for her, that are like, kind of reflection of our character story which is really interesting there, there's a point I'm, I'm gonna there's there's some points coming up where like you'll you'll just like if you have los in that dialogue and not another character it'll just be like the same dialogue option over and over again where oh, it's just like kill them kill them kill them kill them oh i and saw all that of the di- di- yeah okay. yeah yeah and oh that's cool it's 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 the thing i think that larian does very very well uh, is they know how to have fun with dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think the difference in this game is that they got some writers to help them build up the lore a little bit better. And the story is a slow build, but it gets really grand and interesting. And every character has a very different angle in the story. Oh, 100%. Depending on... Uh, have you... Oh, boy. I, I, I could go on. I'm, I'm going to avoid getting into too much because I, 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 could, I could just go on. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, there's, there's a lot of replay value. Uh, yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I, I I think the fact that you can like dismiss characters yeah. and then pick up other characters to be part of your party like you can walk up to somebody and then one of your side characters will tap you on the shoulder and be like ah I want I need to talk to her and yeah. then it's like well do you say yes and then you, they have a conversation and you don't know what it is or do you say no and then they have a negative outlook on you like there's one where it's like this mercenary is like I I have business with that person and I said no. And it was like, hmm, a true la- a true leader trusts their their partners or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And then that closed off a, a quest line that I could have had. Does it inform you? Nope. Matt? You just yeah. It's a game that less consequences happen without giving you too much safety mm-hmm. net, which is good because there's there, there's there's still oppor- like so many opportunities. It's not afraid about shutting one thing off because you can do other things to kind of yeah slur- learn about a thing or whatever. So yeah. uh, l- like th- for instance, two of the characters, Sebel and the Red Prince, the lizard guy, mm-hmm. have an entity have that's relevant to them. Yeah, the, the elf wants to kill this guy. Yeah, the Red Prince needs him to to learn about his past, and so you have this really interesting conflict where it's like you know what what will happen here like will will i tell the elf not to do this because the elf has some legit reasons to want to kill has this very guy legitimate reasons. Um, but the red prince who is not necessarily in this in a moral predicament 
just needs information from him mm-hmm. for his own ends, and it's ah, it's just it's just interesting. It's and very it's, fascinating. It's also you're playing single player, and I can't imagine what that experience is like because I've been playing multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So we had like players who were like. <laughs> no, I am going to do this. Uh, yeah. If you do this, I will buy you cookout tonight. Well, we, we, we it's that's it's it's play. it's, it's uh, that that's actually probably a good a good solution system. <laughs> but instead, we have a player who is who's playing the elf who is uh-huh. who is renowned for being the evil character in our D and D games. Okay, and so is very much like, oh, I'm gonna kill this NPC. If, if you, I'm gonna kill him before you find yeah. him, but but does it in the, like we still get you know try to allow each player to kind of get the most of their story we mm-hmm. can but it is it adds tension it just is like it, yeah yeah it's, it's it's like playing D and the video game is your dm it's so close to D yeah I, 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 like in multiplayer it is it is like the closest thing i think a game has come to emily and D, which is i think why at the very least larian is pretty much the ideal candidate for baldur's gate 3 that's what like, I that just makes so much sense to me yeah so, anyways, that's Divinity Original Sin two. So you're really enjoying it? I like it a lot. I need to get. I need to. I'll reinstall it on my uh, PC and try it with controller support because Nick did not sound super positive on the controller support. But it doesn't sound it's fine. ideal. It it's fine. It's it's not ideal. But like, I don't. I don't. I'm not missing anything. Yeah. I also don't like playing games with mouse and keyboard. And so if I can avoid it, I will. I can only. The only thing I really like playing uh, mouse and keyboard is shooters. Like I can't play that. I can't gross. play shooters with a controller. Gross, it's like gross really, person. Well, gross. It's that's, so that's weird. True. I feel like it, it, in in my in my in my past world, I feel like everyone I know who is like very into video games was like mouse and keyboard is the only way to play. Mm-hmm. The world is so different. I now. never. It's scary, and I and I need to go back to my to my my safe place and it's hide a mixture, man. PUBG was my first shooter i played with mouse and keyboard i never played with ma- mouse and keyboard before that's, really that's that's insane to think about yeah. half-life no played it on orange box no i can understand wake doom never played them huh i was a handheld kid for most of my life and then home consoles when i could get them that makes sense i mean i would play the sims because the sims on consoles is a horrendous experience uh but if it's like, hey, this is something that was made for controllers, would you prefer to play it in controllers yeah. or mouse and keyboard? I'm like, I'm going to play it in controller. I don't hate controllers. I think there's actually a really good place for controllers. I think bullet sponge games are really good on controllers. Things like, like bullet hell. Oh, no, oh. bullet sponge oh. where you like you'll end You're up fighting shooting. a boss that yeah. you shoot for a long time. Because the nice thing about that is like you don't need to hold your mouse in position forever. You just you know you have it requires very little effort to sure aim at that same target for a long time. Uh, and it, I don't know. I, so, th- so there's times where even I will say I prefer a controller. Well, for to some me, PUBG PSs. felt like like the best game to play with mouse and keyboard because it requires such precision yeah. and such you know. I would argue the concentration like Quake and other like I don't know. I feel like Quake's more actiony. Having never played Quake, but <laughs> I, I, well, I think both of them come down to being precision based, like reflex based. Like you have a lot of moving targets, a lot of jumping targets usually. Sure. And so, yeah, I know Quake's fast. I mean, like I played a lot of Halo. Quake but, fast. And I know Halo is not as fast as Quake. True. But PUBG has now been not replaced, but succeeded by battle royales that play great on controller, like Call of Duty Black Ops 4 mm-hmm. or Apex Legends. So like now my desire to play PUBG specifically on a console, which I hear the experience is not great with a controller is now almost gone yeah because 
oh, I could just play Apex Legends. And I could play Apex Legends and not worry about having to find a specific squad. I can just play. Well, it's hard for me group. to comment on this because I have not played PUBG or Apex Legends. Well, I would Please recommend play Apex Legends. Playing uh, Apex Legends. It, you say no, but you know if that becomes an argument and the choices between Apex Legends and Divinity Original Sin 2... It's Apex Legends. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, like the, a game the, of the year. Oh. For the number of people that would have played one versus the other. Oh, I mean, sure. Like, if you want to... I'm comparing logistics of the podcast. Like, but when it comes to I'm personal always interest, thinking about the logistics of the yeah, podcast. I know, but when it comes to it's games true. that I, as a human being, want to play, I have negative interest in Apex Legends. Damn. But Mirage. I, I, I don't have any, like... I'm, a, I'm a Gibraltar guy. Problem with the, the character Makes design. Sense. You know, like... Um, it's a fun game. I haven't touched it in a while, but I keep... It me, takes me a lot get back for to a shooter to like get me. I think these days. Have you played Titanfall two? No, but I, I I've seen I've I seen it and I got y'all should play either. Titanfall well, two. Nah. I, at the very least, the cinematic <clears throat> quality of like those things, it's like okay, that's actually kind of neat. And I didn't play Titanfall one either. So don't worry about that. Okay. You should, um, well, Titanfall one was multiplayer only anyway. You know, I think so. I think. Oh, the, you're specifically talking about there was two. campaign. Yeah. Sorry, you should play Titanfall 2's campaign. The multiplayer is also dope. But Titanfall 2's campaign is phenomenal, especially for a shooter. I think I've kind of I feel like I've I've moved away from like shooters that are um, I don't know uh, more skill based, I guess. And and I like I, I tend to prefer shooters that are more like and I, and I, people might like tell me that Overwatch is tactical, but I don't think Overwatch is tactical enough for me. Okay. That like, makes sense. I, I, I like a more you like uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, well, I do actually, but yeah. um, but I, I also think about like I don't know. Uh, I, I like I like first person shooters, but not necessarily in the way that they are most commonly produced. I love Metroid Prime. Like the, that 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 was a lot of that was a really cool way to use first person shooter. Half Life Two also was like. Man. So you like exploratory shooters? Yeah, I think I think that's what that's what it usually comes down to. I, I, Which I, is almost a dying breed in a, yeah. in a lot yeah. of ways. And, yeah, that, and that's the weird thing is like every, there's a lot of shooters coming out that are not necessarily in my like in, like my sphere of interest. Maybe you should check out Rage too. Well, you know, I did play I did play a lot of a, a Destiny, and because that was that seemed like exactly the thing I wanted. But boy, oh boy, did they mess up two times very hard <laughs> with that that series yeah i never i could never get into destiny the aesthetic is so promising and the game itself mm-hmm. is so not that promise i i, I like i think that the actual like basic gameplay of that game the shooting like the the, the joy it's, it's tasty but like content wise is, is really like the it just lacks reward in the long run yeah um i'm gonna break off and talk about something else Joe, do you have any any games you've been playing a bunch of? I do have a game about? that I, I want to talk about, but I want to play it more first. I've okay. been playing Greedfall. Oh, please play that more and tell me about yeah. it because I need to know a couple yeah. of things. It's really interesting, and it's interesting because it's definitely like it's it's such a lofty idea of a game that's definitely also kind of restricted by some budgetary problems. Sure. I think that name is terrible. It's a bad eh. name. I, it sounded like a free to play MMO when I first heard that. I can get that. Yeah. But the concept is actually really cool. It's, I guess, to just to kind of tease the idea of what this thing is. It's, it's kind of based on the Europeans coming to the yeah, new it's, world. It's colonialist. It's colonialism, and it's not, you know, it's the the darker sides of it. It's explored in this. But unlike other RPGs, where you're, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like you know, 
You're, you are, it's an, it is a fantasy RPG, so you are leveling up a character and getting powers and stuff, but you're not necessarily playing a hero going to save the world. You're playing a diplomat managing relations between different factions in this new world. Oh, interesting. And that's a really fun approach because... And it's a fictitious world, to be it's clear. It's a fictitious world, yeah. 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 And, There's and like anal- monsters and shit. They, yeah, but they're analogs the, to like, you know, the European societies but yes. in, in the native people of the, the Americas. Natives, they, they kind of... Tr- use more celtic inspiration i think just to avoid too much like if they had made them look native american i feel like it would have been too strong maybe probably because it's already it's it's already very obvious but also i mean it's still a colonialist fantasy so it's like well so but but it's criticizing colonialism as well so okay it's it's saying like 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 it's 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 exploring it in a pretty full way, but but I want to see more where that goes. What I've been what I've heard is that regardless of who you side with, there's not a good or a bad ending. There's endings that have good things and bad things depending on how you play it out. So you can be sympathetic with the natives. You can side you could side with the you know the, the worst faction is probably the very obvious kind of Catholic Inquisition type sure. uh, thing, and, and they're Makes very sense. they're 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 pretty miserable to, yeah. to to talk to. No one expects them, um, but. Uh, at the very <laughs> least, the, the dialogue's interesting, but there are some problems early on that I've noticed where, like, the mouths just the the mouth tracking with the dialogue's not good. They don't have a lot of different models for faces and things like that, and they they do their best to cover it up with like a few different beard options and a few different hair options. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see looping faces very very uh, quickly, and I get it. There, it's a double A game, not a triple A game, which is a weird like thing that's so rare these days. I feel yeah. like yeah, but um, it's the B movie of video games i'm i'm still super invested in it because it does still end up feeling unique and the aesthetic is fun yeah that and uh, I, and i'm really the story is really interesting because you play such a unique role that you don't get to often play in rpgs yeah so but we'll you'll see. play more and then get back to us on that. I, i'd like to play more though and then talk about it once i've experienced more of the game cool, uh, cool. so uh, other than that um nothing well i i mean I, i've been playing a lot of tabletop rpgs so um this is a digital games podcast. Right. I don't want to bore you guys kidding. with tables and Digi paper. Games. and Please don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I've been playing a lot of beer pong. I'm kidding. That's not it. What? No, I have beer pong. I'm not. That's just a social activity. I mean, so is Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> that's true. I, uh, that's a competitive sport. This is a <laughs> God damn you. There's competitive beer pong, too, Dylan. Uh, oh, yeah. Um... Smash, hey bud, competitive Smash Bros is basically a competitive beer pong. <laughs> it's a it's a one to one relationship. Yeah, it's the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, I've been playing uh, a bunch of games on the brand spanking new Apple Arcade. Oh yeah, that was recently released. You guys can't experience it because y'all. I can. Yeah, you have an iPad, but oh fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Can't experience it on your phones. Because That's fine. also, I don't want to. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So. A lot of people are saying this is like one of the most ridiculous, amazing game rollouts in a long time. And I happen to agree with them. Like there cool. is a ridiculous number of games that got released on this thing. A lot of them I was looking forward to. A lot of them I did not even know were coming out as part of this. Um, and I think Will Smith on Twitter said that it's like Other Will Smith. not that Will Smith. Um <laughs> He uh he said it's like basically like two summers of arcade oh, back shit. to back slammed together. Is yeah, the equivalent of what this is. Um, I'm just gonna read what I have downloaded. Perfect. Um, Do you have a folder for this specifically? No, I just started downloading them until I ran out of storage space. That's 
Um, I love the idea that you can do that. Uh, a new Choo Choo Rocket. Choo Choo Rocket oh, Universe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Grindstone, which is the new Cappy. It's like a kind of a match three puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot Lava from Clay. It's their first person platformer. Oh. Yeah. Um, where the you play as an imaginary character in the floor is lava uh-huh. in a house. Uh, Mini Motorways, the sequel to Mini Metro. Just got like stealth launched on this thing. Oh, damn. Uh, Mutazione, which is a game Felix highlighted at the PAX East uh, Hidden Gems panel. Oh, that's right. And Dante highlighted on the PAX West PAX panel. Uh, the new Shantae game. Uh, a game Wait, called- hold on, hold on, hold on. The new Shantae game is on this? Yeah. Shantae and the Six Rings or whatever. That's, seven. A, that's a really weird, yeah. really cool Will it be exclusive launch? forever? No, no. I don't know. Some of these games are already not exclusive. Yeah. Um, Skate City, which is like a basically a Ollie Ollie mm-hmm. type game. Uh, what the Golf oh, came shit. out on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Card of Darkness, which is a collaboration between uh, Zach Gage and Pendleton Ward. <gasps> so it is a card game. That's in, cool. the, in the Adventure Time art style, that's that really cool. That Gage worked on. I think I saw images. Of that is it. Is it like a single player, like Slay the Spire type? Yes. Or is it, yes. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, I mean that's what I have. Overland got launched for mm-hmm. it. Um, soon, Sayonara Wild Hearts is going to. No, be it's on. already on there. Oh, it's already on there yeah, now. Yeah, the, all the games that were like talked Shown? about were all okay first day releases. Well, I guess I'm just um, going to go home and download these to my iPad. Tell me what you think of Sayonara Wild Hearts okay. on touchscreen because I played it on Apple Arcade and then I immediately went and bought it for Switch because <laughs> I did not enjoy playing it on touchscreen. I wonder if it's going to be a little bit different on an iPad where like... Yeah, you have where, more screen space. Yeah, maybe, you, so yeah. your finger is only on the bottom well, of the also, screen. Also, there's no tutorialization, so I didn't know if I had to swipe or I like held to... Oh, if the it curve. was gyroscopic. I kept missing stuff. No, no, no. I knew it wasn't gyroscope because there is like a... there. There's When you touch on the screen, there's like a, a trailing thing mm-hmm. behind you. Um, but I just didn't know if it if I worked well. Yeah, it's just I kept missing stuff. I'll on let the you rails. know. What I think because uh, I because I am gonna try out Apple Arcade. Sayonara Wild Hearts is great. Also, did not know this. So you know how there's like the text at the beginning that tells you like a little mm-hmm. bit of story. That's all uh, narrated in the full release by Queen Latifah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's funny. Um, and then when how you start, how the fuck do you hide Queen Latifah? I don't know, man. It's pretty good. And then when you start a level, she goes, let's pop. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> All right. All right. It's fucking phenomenal. Okay. It's great. Okay. I had to play it on Switch because I did not enjoy playing it on my phone. <laughs> That's fucking rad. What the Golf, though. Yeah. Also a great game. All right. I'll I, download those two first. That's a golfing game? It is a golf comedy game. Um, I'm I on board. played it. Uh, at PAX West 2018. Mm-hmm. So the conceit is that it's all these like small putt-putt holes, but they all have different gimmicks wrapped around them. So like the first one, so there's like a there's like an intro, there's a late title card, so you mm-hmm. play like three levels and then you see the title card and then there's like an overworld that they don't like show to you until after the title card. Yeah. But uh, so like the first three uh, courses are like you start out and there's a golfer with a putter and you pull the thing back and there's like a meter that shows you how mm-hmm. what the distance is going to be and you let go and the golf ball hits and then goes forward and you go through like a little course um just by the golf ball autonomously doing it um and then it goes into the hole and then the second level starts and you're starting in the same space with the golfer 
and the golf ball and you pull the meter back and the golfer swings the putter back and then comes down and then he launches forward instead <laughs> and so you're launching with the golfer um and then one after that instead of it being a golf ball or a person it is a house and the house is just rolling across the landscape that's good and they but they all end with a well most of them end with a flagpole in a hole uh-huh. and you tap the flagpole and then that's it and they all say different funny things um but it just starts rapidly rapidly evolving so yeah there is a uh recreation of uh super mario brothers one world one what? one where you as a golf ball it's like an anthropomorphic golf ball uh-huh. and you jump sideways it's a side scroller level that's really cool um there is a flappy bird clone level where you play as a golf ball with wings and it's Flappy Bird. And then when you get to the hole, it says Flappy Birdie. And then there's <laughs> an good. Angry Birds level where uh-huh. you're going through and you're knocking over buildings to get to the flagpole. And when you hit the flagpole, it says Angry Birdie. And there are bowling levels. There are levels where you go into space and you use planetary trajectories yeah. and gravitational pulls to like get around stuff. Shit's wild. That sounds great. It's a hilarious game. I recommend it to everyone. There is a suite of super hot levels <gasps> in it Ooh. where instead of being like the very friendly, like, you know, rolling green aesthetic, everything uh-huh. is in that, sh- that uh, white and that white red. and red and it's all in slow motion. And there are dudes shooting bullets at the <laughs> golf ball and you roll into guns and you shoot yeah. <laughs> as the gun holding or as the golf ball holding a gun and you oh, shoot at other dudes good. and you roll around. Um, that's up my alley. There are ones where you like explode cars. There are ones where you like play as a Katamari and you roll around and try to collect everything in the world. It's an intense game. It is a full, like fully featured console game on the That's iPhone great. and it doesn't feel compromised at all. That's awesome. And you can also Bluetooth uh, a Xbox One or PS4 controller to your iPad or oh. iPhone and just play that way. I wonder if you can do that with Sayonara Wild Hearts. You might be. I didn't. I was too lazy to try it. That's I was fine. Just, I'm playing on Switch. I'll I'll, I'll give him my thirteen dollars. I got this for free, quote unquote, because free for the first month. Oh yeah, and then five bucks a month after that. I don't so, say I'll probably just buy it. Yeah. Also, so all I, all those other games I listed on here, mm-hmm. like Mini Motorways, haven't touched yet. Uh, the Pendleton Wards, that Gauge game, I haven't touched yet. And those are just the ones that you've downloaded. Not yeah. Here's every game on. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. It's uh. It's a phenomenal release. I'm really enjoying what I played so far. One question. Is Apple Arcade available on Mac OS also? Uh, later. Okay. So, All right. so it is rolled out with the latest OS release. Mm-hmm. So you have to update to iOS 13 to get it on your phone. You have to update to iPad OS to get it on your iPad. Yeah. So I'll, then I'll get that like next week. You'll get it with Catalina. Yeah. So you have to update to Catalina to get it on your mac and then whatever the next tv os catalina wine mixer i i'm not i can't upgrade to catalina Why? because oh it, because some of the, your stuff yeah because it disables um it no longer allows uh 32-bit apps to be run and i use stuff for my for the podcast editing that requires 32 bit i remember apps. you said that yeah. yeah that like are like super old legacy apps that are no longer being maintained or updated or anything so that's weird I I can't I can't upgrade to Catalina or anything in the future because it'll break so much of my workflow. Gotcha. So um, if I wanted to make a virus, make one for your computer. Yes, yeah, specifically cool. my computer. Got it. Got Here it, I'll got show it. you. Here's my Mac address. Okay. Cool. And perfect. My, my perfect. product number. What's yeah. your password? Social. Uh, yes. That's, okay. Um, perfect. Got it. Got it. It's password one two three four. Okay. And that's your social or your password? That's my password for everything. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say it's your social. 
Yes, it's also my social. Wow, never mind. I got I have one of those new alphanumeric socials. <laughs> Mine is a uh, four twenty blaze it. Cool. Yeah, I know. XX XX underscore nine. underscore. Yeah, Apple Arcade. That's really cool. You need to play Sinor. Everyone needs to play Sinor Wild Hearts. Yeah. It's thirteen fucking dollars on Switch. The iPad OS. It. I don't have my Switch though. It's God damn it, Joe. It's also on PS4. It's, you have it's no great. excuse. I don't know if you've heard me discuss it before. Like when it's really nothing. Funny. It's really oh. fucking good. Uh, and also Queen Latifah. The best pitch I could give Queen Latifah plus it's basically amplitude or frequency mixed with Sailor Moon. So they describe it That's as such a, a good description as a video game pop album. Yeah. So you're basically going through these these visual soundscapes, and there there's a light narrative component to it. Um, Queen Latifah also reads out every level name. Oh, that's great. It's very good. That's great. Um, this is also a game that, like, if you want to just put it on on the TV and, like, have your friends around, just be like, hey, you want to just, like, hang out? Yeah. Like, while you're reading or Watch cooking dinner, do I'll this. do this. Um, I've I've done that. Uh, I have put on a video. Also, the soundtrack's on Spotify already. So. Oh, per- well, so I have this weird thing where I can't listen to the soundtrack unless I've played the game. Uh, so I can finally listen to the Axon Free soundtrack. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Get ready um, to not listen to the After Party soundtrack. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. Ma- I'm gonna find a way. Sayonara Wild Hearts is actually like really good productivity music too. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I got some good work done last night while nice. I was listening to. Nice. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, that Apple Arcade stuff really like, solid. Like it's Apple has been really bad with. A lot of things. The way they treat video games in the past. Yeah. But all this shit, and it sounds like they're like treating the devs okay. I don't know. I've heard I was mixed gonna, stuff. I yeah, don't, I'm going to look into that a little bit just to be like, oh, like, I hope that every download for Sinai Wild Hearts is like getting them. I mean, it's five bucks a month, equivalent. which is not a lot. And also it's free right. for this, at least for the first month here. Yeah. Like I'm okay doing this and Game Pass and then buying like one game a month. Because right, because five bucks is you know pretty cheap. Uh, there was a, there was a head. I don't know if you saw that article on Polygon, but it was like, uh, oh, it was like buying a game for sixty dollars isn't worth it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense anymore. I didn't read it. I haven't read it. I yet. haven't either. Uh, Pat- so I don't want to offer any. I think it was Patricia Hernandez wrote it, yeah. but it was still like just the sentiment from the headline was like, I, I'll read it and then we'll talk about it then. Yeah. I did like the someone responded to it, it was like yeah they should be hundred twenty dollars because like <laughs> that's how much it costs to make them now yeah. but yeah it's yeah it's a whole thing but, like it's it's weird because if I could I I would go through and you know I could put my price on any number of games I would happily pay more than than sixty dollars for Breath of the Wild for instance sure it's that's like a very easy one for me to say but there's I other games that I pay sixty dollars for that I'm like it would have been nice if I had you know for for from like a cons- pure consumer perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much manpower into making this game. The end result didn't feel like sixty dollars worth. Which is why Sinora Wild Hearts required no second thinking from me for mm-hmm. buying it on. It's like, oh, but you already have it on your phone for free. It's like, no, it's like it's I want to play Wild this. What do you want? I want to play this game. I want to play in the best possible experience I can get. Yeah, um, I'll like, probably just buy it on the Switch. Yeah, because I already felt my experience like kind of being lessened by playing it on a touchscreen. So yeah. I'm going to play it here, which is weird because Samogo. Like they made Device Nine or Device Six or whatever it was called in Your Walk. Hmm. Like those were their previous games. So like they are iOS people. Yeah. So it's weird that this doesn't feel particularly great. I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see it on a big ass TV. Sure. With a good sound system. 
Mm. I might go home and do that right mm. after this. Or headphones. Or that. Yeah. I have a really good sound system. Crouched over my Switch. Yeah. Just good pair of headphones. Or um, get the band to play the music in the room while you play the game. Yeah, I'll get uh, Chiverches, and then I know it's churches. Mike and I have this joke. Chiverches. Chiverches. Did you hear about that Black Keys concert? No. They, they're starting a new tour, and they, uh, they had like an opening concert in L.A., at like a relatively small venue and like uh-huh. seeing like 1800 people uh-huh. and all these black keys fans bought tickets and then like half of them got turned away because they bought their tickets from uh scalpers or yeah, ba- well they were third-party reseller sites yeah. so like StubHub or whatever yeah um that's crazy and but Ticketmaster originally sold them with a qr code scalpers bought them from Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. resold them and then Ticketmaster turned on a dynamic qr code that would update like every that's kind of smart it's like two-factor authentication yeah. basically and so anyone that didn't have that would was obviously using a third-party uh ticket reseller mm-hmm. which just turned away that sucks and like the tickets were only like 25 bucks but like scalpers were selling them for like 700 or because something. of course yeah. yeah that's surprising for a black keys concert though I get, but well, it, apparently if it's they that, wanted like, smaller venue. Yeah, I can well, understand like their, them. It was their kickoff concert for their tour, and like apparently they wanted to be intimate and for like mm-hmm. their closest fans, and they were like letting Hot. people know how it was like. Hey, these tickets are pretty cheap for a concert in L.A. Like, and this is where you get them. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's shitty, but Apple Arcade, Apple Arcade, nice. It's, it's really good. I, I'm curious how much they're going to pay developers. Um, some figures got out about the Epic stuff oh word um apparently because borderlands 3 just came out uh borderlands 3 in its first week i think its concurrent numbers are double that of borderlands 2 damn and apparently a bunch of other devs are like really happy with how much money they've cool been making yeah on on, uh on the epic launcher good for them that's awesome yeah i'm i'm super excited for everyone's doing that yeah so good for them that's awesome. Joseph. The Epic Game Store. Don't look at me. I'm a consumer, not a developer. <laughs> Damn it. And you have to support developers and uh, not get angry at them. Well, I'm surprised Borderlands 3 is doing well, though, just because I feel like this, the opinion, the mood seemed like it was souring on Borderlands 3 in general. Yeah, but there's still a bunch of Borderlands fans that are not yeah. part of those conversations that were like... Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I I have no real interest in in playing it. I also heard that they didn't particularly do Reese from Tales from Borderlands Justice. Uh, bummer. Um, so well, I'd rather just have a second season of Tales from Borderlands. I Please, thank you. Understand? Yeah, come on, Telltale Games. What are you doing? Whoa. I mean, they're back. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, they're back, are. baby. They're back in new skin. Yeah, I we never talked about that. I've I have no idea what to what to make of that. But it's not the same. It's it's the team, not the. No, it's not even the team. Well, it's some people from the team. Because like when Telltale closed, all those people were like, "Well, I gotta go find a job. I don't have a yeah. job. I need yeah. one. Yeah, I live in San Francisco. Well, I guess rather <laughs> what I mean to say is, it's <laughs> not the job. leadership from no, Telltale. Games. No, it's yeah. it's as some like holding company or something bought it, bought like a bunch of the properties and a bunch yeah. of the like infrastructure, and they are trying to like, I think they're based out of L.A. and they're trying to like rebuild as much of the team as they can and relocate yeah. them. Emily Grace Buck, who's been like very vocal about like her time at Telltale. And she was also on that Patriot Act episode mm-hmm. um, talking um, about like crunch and workplace culture and, and the games industry. Yeah. Um, so she is always out there and she was, 
at first very dismissive at the idea of like this resurrected um back from the dead telltale mm-hmm. and then she talked to some of her former co-workers who were like being rehired at this new place yeah and sounded like it was an okay situation yeah so I mean, i'm sure it's weird cautiously optimistic least. yeah i guess yeah um i have no idea i have no idea what to expect i don't know what like a new telltale property is looks like going to look like yeah because i mean like skybound took all of the walking dead stuff so that's mm-hmm. all in-house for them i assume gearbox has the borderland stuff uh microsoft probably has i mean minecraft the minecraft stuff got delisted so if you didn't download your minecraft story mode stuff like a month ago you're shit out of luck now yeah um i don't know werewolf among us i mean i don't know who owns that image i believe i don't know if they took it back i mean it's but i mean it's their comic property like it's the fable stuff sorry yes so i mean they would probably have to renegotiate that i don't i don't think those contracts stay in perpetuity Mm -hmm. all the stuff gets transferred over um game of thrones marvel they would have to go back to hbo and, and marvel and stuff for like yeah the guardians so who knows um i would like I would I would like to play more Telltale games. I would too. Um, they're good. They they're really good. They're I really good. enjoy them. Um, but uh, who knows, guys? I don't. You I don't. You don't. I don't know. You don't. You don't. I don't know. Okay. Do you know who you are? <gasps> oh my god. Oh no. Oh my god. Okay. Oh no. Um. Oh jeez. So your name. Okay. Yeah. Is, is Joe Wetmore. I'm Joe Wetmore. Okay. And you hate, I hate the Epic Games store. Hate the Epic Games. Okay. All right. Woo. Everything makes sense. Oh. Woo. I'm glad that's my defining quality for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> As a gamer chair, hates Epic Games store. Mm. Oh, no. No. That's not true, Joe. That's not true. You also love Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. An artifact. And Wolf Among Us. Well, I do like Artifact. There's a lot of there's a lot of th- good things to say about it. It's just the problems with that game are uh, not necessarily game design problems. Yeah. They're, well, I mean, economy is, I guess, part of game design. But yeah. Anyway, I, that's, I, that's I, larger. Yeah. At this point in in the I'm Nel- I'm baby. I'm Nelson. <laughs> I'm baby. <laughs> I'm a bad bitch. Wow. Okay. Where can people find you? You can find me at Whitaco on pretty much everything. Uh, Twitter. Twitch, eventually. I don't know. Stop asking me. Uh, Art Station. Hey, so how about that Twitter? You can also go to witta.co. That's W-H-I-T-T-I dot C-O. And that'll give you links to everything. You can also go to videogamebook.club to listen to the other thing that I do where we talk about games that are on our uh, shame list because we never played them or finished them. Right now I'm playing Vice City. It's really good. Yeah. It's actually really fucking good. It's way better than three. Cool. Uh, The game has a personality. Yeah, after Vice City, because I was like, "That's the there's never going to be a better the GTA peak. game." But then they made San Andreas. Yeah, I didn't play it. <laughs> ah, shit, here we go. And then they made four. And then they made five. Yeah. And then they made heists. heists. And they made the Ballad of Gaetoni. No, that was that was with four. Yeah, those DLCs though. Lost in the Damned and Ballad of Gaetoni were both four, right? Yeah. Okay. If you haven't played Ballad of Gaetoni or Lost in the Damned, find yourself a copy of. Well, actually, unless you actually really Vice look City, forward to it, in which yeah. case. No, you don't God need to play any more GTA ever. How about again. what if they ever if they ever took GTA back to Vice City? Would no. you no? The thing is not the thing is, I think I am satisfied just in general with the gameplay loop of of GTA 
I didn't necessarily care about the story. The setting for Vice City was a nice like icing kind of thing, but I was like, okay, this is pretty much all I wanted out of a GTA experience. Sure. GTA to me is a very much like a a game a- mostly about dicking around, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I realized that the dicking around has grown to insane proportions in the in, in recent years. But it's it's it, for, I mean it's a it's a personal thing. I, I'm not interested. That said, download the Rockstar launcher today and get yourself oh, a yeah. free copy of San Andreas. And maybe like maybe it'll run well with a controller. I'm sure it will. Like it's probably the 360 version. I hope so. Yeah. Vice City and GTA 3 are awful with controller on PC. Yeah, weird. Yeah, Joe, real Joe, not fake Joe, real Joe. Wait. Fake Joe? Oh no. Real Joe, quickly. <laughs> Where can people find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Gerb G E R H B. You can find me on the Steam. Gerb also. G E R H B. You can find me on Facebook if you want to. Joe Wetmore. But you have to figure out which picture is mine. That's just the o- open open invitation. Sure. <laughs> Facebook is my trash pile. It's all right. <laughs> uh it's the world's trash pile. Anyways, apart from that, you know, I'm on these board podcasts. All I don't say more about that. But where'd it go? Yeah. What about you? Oh, I did mine. Oh. <laughs> How did that happen? I thought I was fake Joe that did it first. Oh. Dylan. <laughs> you find me at Dylan Lavento. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at ward-games.com or at wardcast.com or on Twitter at wardvideogames.com. No, it's not .com. Just word video games. Word video games. Word video games. Yeah. Or wherever, wherever you find podcasts are sold. Oh. Yes. Consumed. Yes. Eaten. Yes. We're everywhere. Masticated. Swallowed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Gold. Exactly. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. <laughs> the newest release <laughs> of Apple Store. <laughs> yes. Epic Games Store. Um, Rockstar Launcher. The, Z- <laughs> the Zune uh store oh, i like um, zoom mm, store yeah. zoom yeah. look gee whiz look, look. zoom zoom look, ui it's, it's a was music, a lot of it's fun a zoom ui was pretty soft music player with a bisexual color palette yeah how can you go wrong what's bisexual color palette so <laughs> we'll, we'll explain off <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll explain off air uh but yeah we'll mm. see you next time woo, 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 woo.